And I will never forget the look on his face when he heard me say that. And it was just this sense, I could see straight away his confidence, his like demeanor, his whole way of being, his energy was like, bam, yeah, I'm your man, fuck yes. And you are my woman, um, I love you, I'm here for you. Welcome to a new episode of the Feminine Way podcast. My name is Dika and I specialize in feminine life design, which means I help women reclaim their feminine wisdom back and design their life built on the principles of surrender, receiving, pleasure, openness, softness, and natural flow and connection. In this episode, I answer the question, why doesn't he lead you? I will dive into three unhealthy patterns that we activate as women that make him unmotivated to lead you and how to practice the art of surrender so to naturally attract the support and leadership of the masculine in your life. Meanwhile, I give loads of examples of my own personal life and journey when it comes to surrendering. So grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. So why doesn't he lead you? This specific question is at the very core of this episode, which means I'll be diving into the topic of surrender and receptivity. And specifically, the word surrender, I think it's one of my most favorite topics to talk about, to teach about, but also to learn about myself. If I look at my own journey, surrender has been this mysterious concept that I want, I want it, I want, I don't want it, I'm afraid of it doesn't make any sense to me. My mind can't really figure out what it means or how to get it, but my body is just craving for it. And I'll give straight away an example of how surrender used to be this, this big thing for me, especially when it came to having orgasms. So I used to struggle a lot with having orgasms, but specifically having orgasms with a partner. And I always thought as like, okay, I just, need to find the right man i just need to find a dominant controlling person that will make me surrender and so for a long time i had all these fantasies and desires to be tied up and to be somehow like physically taking my control away so i couldn't move so i had to surrender and i was looking looking for and desiring sexual partners that would be that would be dominant that would like spank me that would in a way not treat me super nicely Um, and this was also really linked to the way I could orgasm with myself the only way I could for a long time was with a vibrator and was why and was by watching a certain type of porn where this kind of was playing itself out the kind of BDSM uh, scenes where the woman is just fully submissive and can't really do anything and is not in control and I thought that that would lead to me being able to have orgasms and a man to be able to give me orgasms and to receive that kind of pleasure and so yeah for years I was I was looking for that experience eventually I ended up with an experience like that and even though it was fun and it was playful and it was pleasurable and I look back at it with a smile there was also this feeling that was after the experience where like uh, it's still not that thing that I would feel right now is still not here. Like I still felt like I was in control, even though physically I was at some point all tied up and I couldn't move an inch and I was blindfolded and had no clue what was happening. Mentally, I was still very, very much in control. Mentally, I was not surrendering. And so 
this is actually one of the, the first things we can talk about when it comes to surrender. There's different levels of surrender and there's a confusion when it comes to the word surrender and being submissive. So a lot of women share with me that like, I just, I don't want to just be submissive. So like, yes, I want to surrender. And at the same time, I don't want to give my power away. Like how do these two go together? Because to me, when I surrender, I feel like I'm just coming, becoming submissive to a man. And the funny thing with this is that it goes against a lot of the feminist movement things and the principle of being a strong, independent woman, where we're like, we don't want to give our power away. We don't want to be submissive to men. We want to have equal rights. We want to be treated the same way. We want to have our own space and um, which is all totally valid and totally something I uh, cheer for, of course. <laughs> but at the same time, what that does is it started putting women into a space where they thought they had to become men. So it didn't, this, these, the way this movement went, the feminist movement, it didn't invite femininity. It invited women to become more masculine. And in turn, because women are very adaptable, and adaptability and being able to change changeability is actually one of the feminine superpowers. We, we can even become more masculine than men, which puts the men into the more feminine submissive role, which also put men out of their power. And so basically it ends up with women not being in their full power because they're not being in their most natural state, their feminine nature connected to their feminine power, which is way more natural to your body, which is way less draining and was actually is sustainable. And at the same time, it puts men into more of a feminine position, which is also not their most natural state. They also feel disempowered. They feel small. They feel not worthy. They feel insecure. And that leads again to women complaining of like, why are men not leading? Why is my man not stepping up? So this is like an interesting kind of downwards spiral that gets created in a very, very, very subtle way. And so to answer the question initially, like, why doesn't he lead you? I want to ask you a question back. Are you leadable? Are you making it fun for him to lead and to guide you? So take a moment to reflect on that. And so what I see very often is that women do say, I want him to lead me. I want to let go of control. I want him to organize this or take me on a date or take more initiative here. However, what they don't want is to let go of control, to actually give in, to surrender, to follow along and to give him to give him the lead. Because then things come up of like, well, but he won't do it right. Um, what if he, yeah, doesn't do it in this way that I imagined? Um, I don't really trust that he can do this. And all of these things might be valid. Like, yes, he might mess up. Yeah, he might not exactly do it the way that you wanted to do or exactly right in your eyes. He will do it his way, which is not per se a bad way. And I'll give it a little example because it's, it's really in the smallest moments where you can start to make a change here because often we think, okay, surrender. So now I'm going to do it all differently and it needs to be big and, and happening. And this is what needs to change. But really none of that is so true. Like it's, it plays itself out in the really the smallest little things. And if you can start to become aware of that and catch yourself in those little patterns and start to make tiny shifts, you'll see big change happening really fast. So to give an example, um, 
often I get on the back of Modesto's scooter and I love when he drives me around here in Bali and we go somewhere and I ask him like, hey, will you drive me? Basically, will you lead me? And he loves driving me around as well and taking care of me in that way. And I love just like grabbing in from behind and cuddling him and it makes me feel so feminine. <laughs> um, now, sometimes we I know where we need to go. So he will be driving and I know actually exactly the road and somehow he at some point made makes a different turn now the tendency that I like my old self what she would do was be like um we're not going the right way we're going there so why are you turning right here basically judging him making a complaint instead of just surrendering into it and seeing what will happen so and this is an example of how we in very like little ways say that we want to surrender say that we want our man to lead however then don't allow it don't drop into the space of actually following actually being leadable and just surrendering and letting you letting uh, life take you on an adventure letting him take you on an adventure which might be not exactly as you were expecting so maybe he was taking a turn yes because he forget uh, forgot and he was driving it the wrong way but what is such a big deal like he can drive turn around and find his way there and you can still look around and you might see like a completely new part of the area or whatever or it could actually be that he, he came up with a whole different plan and he's taking you somewhere else but you're not open to it now you start judging it start judging him he maybe starts um questioning himself and then yeah you both end up in a space where you're not really happy where he suddenly starts asking you questions of like hey what do you want to do how do you want to go and often those questions are like pissing the feminine off because she's like well i need to always make the decisions why do i always need to decide why can't you decide and so this is also something um, I was actually talking to with my friends about this week with our partners and getting this question of like, yeah, what, what do you want to do? Um, and then us being kind of like annoyed with that. But instead of being annoyed, there's also, again, different ways in which you can get him to lead you. And this has all to do with you dropping and connecting to your feminine essence, your feminine wisdom, your feminine nature and feminine energy. Because when we're looking at the feminine and the masculine as more two theoretical concepts and how they work together. They're polar opposites. However, they're also fitting perfectly together. So the very nature of the masculine, the nature wants to protect, wants to provide, wants to lead, wants to take the charge and serve the feminine. The feminine at its very core she is beauty she is aliveness she is this spark she is love she is connection she's this radiant mysterious magical force that creates aliveness and spark in this world this is the reason why we want to be alive without the feminine it would be just very dull very flat very uninspiring and so the masculine is here to serve the feminine. 
and the feminine is here to devote herself to the masculine so they can play out this beautiful dance of life this beautiful dance of these two opposites and because of these two opposites being here in the world these two energies dancing you create this beautiful game of aliveness of spark of adventure of experiences and so what's very important to understand is that the masculine at its very nature wants to protect wants to provide, wants to lead and guide you in its most loving way. What's really important here is also the power of mindset and the way you look at the world, because a lot of us women didn't grow up or weren't taught this belief about men. We were taught to distrust the masculine, that the masculine, that men have hurt us um, and that we need to fight for our own space and that we need to become better as them or that we need to, yeah, really take up our space and protect ourselves. And so a lot of us do not have a positive belief system when it comes to men. You can even like, yeah, again, the more awareness you're going to bring to this, like how often do you, you complain about men or about the masculine in your life? And just start noticing and paying attention to that. Or even with your girlfriends, how often are you actually talking about for example your partners or men you're dating and you're talking about them in a positive light in like oh my god this is what he did and it was amazing oh my god when i went on this date and he did this and i felt so honored and loved and feminine very often we come together to complain about men for hours and hours and talk about all the things that they weren't doing doing well and very often yes we have very valid reasons for that um and and we in that sense sustain this cycle this pattern of like not believing that the masculine is actually here really to love you to support you to guide you to be that strong container of safety and trust so that you can fully be feminine fully be soft and open and you can represent love and aliveness and juiciness um, and you can yeah lean into that knowing that you are being protected and provided for whether that's even by your inner masculine but also by the masculine around you and so I invite you to start become yeah under like curious about your mindset when it comes to uh, the masculine when it comes to men and if you can start to believe more and more and more that whatever they're doing they're not doing that to hurt you whatever actions the masculine is taking in your life if you start to believe that men are actually really trying to love you to show up for you to support you not to take from you not to treat you badly not to um, use your sexuality we can also there's a whole other topic we can dive into because a lot when it comes to sexuality there's been a lot of misunderstandings a lot of hurt and a lot of backing up of these beliefs uh, that we can't trust men so remember with mindset, what you focus on becomes your reality. So I invite you to start, start looking around with these glasses of like all the men around me in my life, the men I bump into on the streets, my colleagues, all the different kind of ways the masculine is represented in your life is here to support me. It wants to serve me. It wants to protect me and provide for me. And notice what it does to your body, like these statements of like, I'm safe, I am supported, I can let go of control, I can trust, 
And for a moment, noticing what that does to your body, most likely your body will automatically want to take this deep breath of like, oh, okay, wow, I can let go. I can be myself. It's safe to be that constant changing force, that illogical energy that's constantly t taking all these different shapes and forms for no reason, just like the weather, but that brings a lot of excitement and play and um, and awe into life. And to circle back for a moment to the central question of this podcast, like why doesn't he lead you? I wrote down kind of three patterns, three um, dynamics that we play out, which is most likely at the very core of why he isn't leading you. I've already touched upon some of it, but I want to clearly give an overview. One of them is this resentment cycle that starts playing itself out. And this is something that in general in relationship, if you are not really aware of it, if you're not um, consciously working on your relationship or creating moment and space where you can both heal and communicate and, and love each other up, then often over time, there is this um, resentment cycle that starts to play itself out. You can almost imagine like you start to, to gather all of these tags of resentment and you become full of like little moments where, um, yeah, you felt hurt or little moments where you didn't felt supported or understood. And you start to basically put on this code of resentment. And what happens because of that is that you start closing yourself up. You start making it more difficult for him and for yourself to connect because now imagine physically you're wearing a big coat and if you're both wearing big coats of little tags of resentment and whatever it's filled up of of past hurt of misunderstandings but most likely also has to do a lot with uh, what happened in your childhood connection to your dad and your mom and your parents anyways if you try to connect from that space of of wearing big winter coats, it's not going to be as intimate. It's not going to feel as pleasurable. It's not going to feel as natural and just open and, and fun. It's going to feel a little like, uh, difficult. And this is what resentment does over time. It creates this thicker and thicker and thicker layer, um, and this harder and harder and harder shell. And it becomes less possible for you to connect. And a connection between the masculine and the feminine often looks like you letting go of control, you softening, you playing, you dancing, you flirting, him interacting with that, him wanting to provide for that, him creating this, this beautiful um, support structure, this beautiful, how do you say that? Yeah, this big, strong, like, oh, yumminess where you can lean into. Um, and so one of the ways or one of the reasons why he doesn't leave you is because of resentments. Now, resentments get created because of moments of past hurt, of misunderstandings. And instead of um, that being shared, instead of that being felt, it was like a little moment of of stillness, a little moment of contraction, which get, then gets stored into the body. Um, it's not being shared, so the other person is not even aware of it happening, so it can't really do anything about it. And then over time, you feel like you have really good reasons um, why you are right and why he is wrong and why he is never doing things right, why he is never taking the right decisions, why he is untrustable, why he actually can't lead you, why, why he is actually not... Um, allowed to lead you or how do you say that when he is not um 
yeah, doesn't even get the honor to to lead you because he doesn't deserve it because he's proven that he's not capable of that. He's not worthy of it. However, very often that's actually does the opposite of what we want, which is for him to to step up, for him to hear you out, for be present with anything that was coming up, for any emotions that were arising, even though that might have not even been really his intention but we assume that it's like because men are bad because they can't be trusted all of those belief systems and so we feel like um yeah he doesn't deserve to lead us and so the resentment cycle is one of the biggest ways of why there is this this um unsatisfying dynamic of women asking and wanting the men to step up, but it coming from this complaining space of like, why are you not leading? Why are you not stepping up? Like, what's wrong with you? Um, and so this is another another thing, another point, why doesn't he lead you is because often we tend to emasculate men. We tend to take their power away by either us um, judging and complaining and bringing him down to pa with passive aggressiveness, um, with judgments, or it is through um, us taking the power, stepping into that role and us taking the masculine lead and organizing and deciding and doing all of those things, which we then can say like, well, we're doing those things because he's not doing it. So I have to do it. But that's often really not so much the case. It's like you are stepping into the masculine role into the masculine power centers. You start acting from that space. Well, that will automatically not invite him to be your masculine because if he would step into his masculine space and basically you end up in a masculine to masculine force so if you think about magnets the feminine the masculine magnet the positive and the, the um, um, uh, negative they if you do two of the same sides if you do two pluses against each other it's like they they um how do you call that i don't know what the english word for it, it is they resent or no they create this resistance like you can't get close you can't connect they want to uh, push each other away that's what the magnets do so that's the same thing if you start then acting from this um, masculine space which is not per se a bad thing like yeah you can also be in your masculine power but if you want to connect to a man if you want him to lead you if you start coming from that space it either pushes him into the feminine space or if he wants to stay into his masculine, you get you create this 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 field that repulses each other, and he will have to like overpower you, and it costs him a lot of power to snap you out of your masculine space. So it becomes basically a fight, it becomes basically a war. Um, so all of those patterns are not very satisfying for either of us. And so just a little side note here, because the confusion sometimes is when I talk a lot about feminine power, feminine essence, and talk about the differences between the masculine and the feminine, it's like, oh, so the masculine is bad, or oh, I can't full, I can't at all be in the masculine. So wait, does that mean I can't like say what I need or speak my desires or step up for myself or um, 
yeah, allow myself to be seen or be goal oriented and driven and have my purpose and my shit together. It's like, no, none of that is true. Of course, you can be all of those things. There is such a thing as having a healthy balance between your own inner masculine and your inner feminine and getting to a space. And I do that actually a lot with my work, even though I focus a lot on the feminine. Um, we work always on both cultivating more healthy masculine uh, attributes and characteristics in yourself as well as healthy feminine attributes so you become balanced and so you become able to naturally flow and easily transition from both and this is actually what's key specifically in connection with the masculine if you interact with the masculine if you inter interact with men from your masculine power centers then don't expect um uh for him to connect with you from a, a masculine way, a leadership way, or from a way that like creates this intimacy and connection. And so it fulfills this, this desire of surrender and to be seen and to be loved. No, he will interact with you from a very different way from also either from his masculine by creating a little bit of this, what I say, this plus to plus thing. And you have like an intense discussion together, or you both are like, yeah, let's do this. And you're in this masculine, we're going to work towards our goals and, and, uh, reach our, 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 do our, like follow our purpose and mission and yay, kind of that space. Or he's going to be more into his feminine and following along with what you are saying or what you are creating the lead in. Um, this is just something to be like aware of. So, but if you want to get him to lead you, if you want to surrender to receive, if you want to, um, yeah, receive pleasure to just take a deep breath, to soften, to open up, to, to be taken care of, to feel intimate, then you'll need to drop into your feminine essence, your feminine energy. And that is something you can decide. So in that sense, surrender is a choice. It's your choice. It's not something you are um yeah someone needs to push you into because then it becomes submissiveness or then it becomes like over controlling no you can surrender anytime you want you can have that experience of oh that's the experience of expansion and softness and just inviting the masculine the men to lead and support you to gift you to um protect you anytime that you want as long as you drop and connect into the polarity that invites that in as long as you drop into a space where you're actually leadable, where it actually becomes an honor and fun to guide and lead you, where it activates this part in the masculine of like, I am your warrior. I am your protector. I am here to serve you. I am here for you. That is something that you can invite um, from the masculine that you can call in, that you can attract um, instead of waiting around for that, becoming naggy and bitchy and more resentful that it's not happening and blaming and shaming men even more. And you spiral yourself down into a reality where um, surrender will, will not be part of it. Just a little mid podcast announcement as I'm hosting a brand new workshop called Let Him Lead, Learn to Surrender. So if you're by now going like, shit, I totally resonate and I realize I'm actually really not as fun to lead. And maybe it's not that I just haven't been lucky enough to find myself the right men, the right masculine men, then this workshop is for you. I will teach you the feminine strategies so you can become more magnetic and attractive and so fun to lead that he will naturally be like 
I'm your man. Let me swoop you off your feet so you can just enjoy, flow, surrender, and receive in life. And if you don't have a partner at the moment, don't worry, because this workshop is still for you, as it will help you to get more support, safety, and leadership from the masculine principle in your life, not just from your partner only. The life workshop is happening on July 23rd, morning time in Europe. And if you can't be there live or you're listening to this episode afterwards, you can still get the replay. See the link in the podcast notes description or message me on Instagram at Dika Terwill. And for now, enjoy the second part of this episode where I dive into the third unhealthy pattern we tend to step into as women. And that is explaining why he doesn't naturally lead you yet. Now, lastly, another pattern and reason why he doesn't lead you is because of something I call mothering dynamics. So a part of the feminine, like a feminine archetype is the mother, like the feminine nurtures, gives love, is compassionate, empathy. Um, It's part of our very nature to mother, to nurture. Now, often what plays out between men and women is that women start activating this mothering dynamic. So because you love your partner so much that you start taking care of him, that you start providing and nurturing and giving love in all the different ways, which is a beautiful thing. It's not per se a bad thing. However, it can snap into an unbalanced, unhealthy space or in a space where you start creating a dynamic which doesn't invite him to lead you. Um, it invites him into his little kid that is being taken care of, that's nurtured, that gets free love, um, which is beautiful, but not per se the dynamic you want to create if we're talking about attraction and wanting to have that juiciness and wanting to feel really feminine and soft and intimate. Um, Therefore, we need to become aware of this mothering dynamic and this mothering archetype and knowing when to activate it and when to activate a different archetype. I think this is one of the my favorite things and superpowers of the feminine is her adaptability, as I mentioned before. Uh, One of the superpowers is to be Um, change ever changing like if you look at your menstruation cycle if you follow that you're already four different archetypes four different seasons four different types of women in a type span of a month and so this is actually a superpower and not per se a bad thing because often it's being seen as so oh women tend to become more submissive because they adapt to whatever is around them and just kind of follow along with that. That is kind of the the unhealthy side of it or the the disempowering side of that um, superpower. So it's like with everything in life, there's always, um, yeah, kind of a healthy and unhealthy side, a balanced and disbalanced side to a characteristics, to a quality, to an archetype. So um, at the same time, the, the power of that is that you are, ever-changing you can take constantly different shapes and forms and that's also what actually activates um, presence in men uh, activates them and empowers them to become this really this grounded this strong pillar of awareness of light that can hold this force of change that can witness that can um, protect and be present while the feminine is constantly moving and changing and taking different expressions and forms So your adaptivity is a superpower and also allows you to take all these different shapes and forms and understand what, when, what 
archetype to use and to activate. So the more you become familiar with yourself and specifically with all these different archetypes that you can take as a woman, for example, you can be the seductress, you can be the mother, you can be the innocent maiden, you can become that woman that is... Um, or the, the queen. Um, so you can activate all these different archetypes. And so with the mothering dynamic, it's not per se a bad thing, of course, to, to nurture and to take care of your family, of your partner, of men around you. That is a gift that we can give to the world, that we can actually also gift to ourselves. Like it's really important that we mother ourselves in the sense of that we nurture ourselves, that we create next levels of self-love. Um, however, if this mothering dynamic starts to take over then you create this 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 pattern where um instead of activating this warrior inside of him instead of taking activating this this strong masculine that is here to take charge and to lead you and to take the control so you can surrender it activates this little boy that's just oh i have a mom to take care of me that's really nice and so in my last podcast actually the the one where i talk about my a very first detox experience, I dive into an insight that I had, which was around this mothering dynamic, um, where I realized because I was doing the detox that um, I suddenly had a whole week where all my food was delivered and me and Modesta lived together. Um, and because I was suddenly taken care of and provided for with like having food delivered and just having my meal set and I didn't have to do anything for that, didn't have to do groceries or think of my own food, I realized how unconsciously I started to take care of Medessa's a lot over the past like year and a half where he constantly is um part of my mind and decision making when it comes to oh I'm like I'm getting something food what do you want or I'm getting something here and here like I'll need to take something for him as well now again this is not per se a bad thing until it becomes a disbalanced thing it becomes a part of a routine part of oh this is just normal this is expected and then often it starts playing itself out in a way where um you enter actually again into activating a resentment cycle because i'm like okay i can i love taking care of him but if it becomes a normal thing and he doesn't even notice it anymore he's not valuing it or appreciating it but i keep doing it and he probably at some point doesn't even ask for it anymore but maybe he actually doesn't want it and so go listen to this yeah the podcast before um where i i dive into it because i actually communicated and asked this to him and he was like um, I actually like as well that I have a whole week where you don't do that for me. So I have my own power back. And I was like, what? Um, it was initially so like confusing or so um, going against what I thought I was doing. But um, imagine it yourself. Like sometimes if your mom would or someone else is just constantly taking care of you and you lean into that, you also become disempowered. Like it can be so nice to just take your own decisions and to take care of yourself. It's really empowering. And so this mothering dynamic is, yeah, kind of the third pattern that often plays itself out that I see in women and is one of the reasons why he doesn't lead you. Now, lastly, I want to talk about what does it mean to be leadable so I asked this reflection question of like okay why doesn't he lead you well are you leadable are you making it fun for him to lead and to guide you and so I want to talk a little bit on some of the things that you can start doing or thinking about when I talk about this like so how how do I become more leadable and this has all to do with activating your feminine wisdom and your feminine energy and, and becoming really more connected to your body 
So instead of interacting with the masculine through constant words, through logics, through analyzing, through making sense, through um, speaking language, um, because this is automatically represents the masculine. And as I mentioned before, when you interact with the masculine from a masculine space, then you are plus to plus, which often means some sort of repulsion, some sort of like, um, yeah, kind of, how do you say that? Fight gets created, or it doesn't even have to be a per se fight, but it doesn't put him into a space where he wants to lead you, where he gets excited and what activates this natural masculine warrior energy of like, you are my woman. I am here to take care of you. I am your man. It's by the way, a really um, little tiny sidetrack here because this is a really powerful statement that my tantra teacher told me it seems so simple which is a lot when it comes to tantra it's often very simple things that make a massive impact uh, it's a statement of i am your woman you are my man i at some point i think we were dating for or together for like six months me and Bedestas, and we had a, a moment where yeah, we had a massive miscommunication and things happening. I felt very hurt and I wasn't sure how to come back and like what to do with this. And I got a private session with my Tantra teacher and she asked me the question at some point, well, is he your man? And I'm like, yeah, like he's my person. He's my man. And she asked me, well, do you believe you're his woman? I'm like, yeah, I, I totally believe I'm his woman. Um, so then she was like, well, tell him that. So say these words, I am your woman and you are my man. And initially I could feel this, this little, little bit of resistance and it was a little bit like, uh, what I've never, like, I'm not, am I really like his woman? I'm your woman. That is, so, that kind of goes against what I'm taught of being this strong, independent woman that is no one's to be owned and to be claimed. Um, so I could tell that coming online a little bit, this resistance of like, I don't know, is that, uh, Am I not giving my power away when I say that? Um, but at the same time, it was also really uh, exciting, this this bubbly part of me that was like, ooh, I like that. I like to be someone's woman and I like to have a man. Like, I lo love that he is my man. And so I came home and I was like, I need to tell you something. And so I looked him in the eyes and basically said these words, I'm your woman, you are my man. And I will never forget the look on his face when he heard me say that and it was just this sense I could see his straight away his confidence his like demeanor his whole way of being his energy was like bam yeah I'm your man fuck yes and you are my woman um I love you I'm here for you and it was such a powerful and subtle shift that activated both of our most natural states in the sense of both of our feminine nature and masculine nature that suddenly was like bam this force of attraction this force of polarity this force of like this is how we fit together that really fulfills us that's what got activated and so when I talk about what you can do to get him to leap more is really connected to this, this, your feminine biology, your feminine essence. And this means that you connect to your body because the feminine component and the feminine expresses herself not through words, but through energy, through feeling, through a way of expressing, which is something that you can do by connecting to your body. Um, also, when we look at your feminine wisdom and feminine nature, like one of the things that are at the very core of that is your cyclic nature, your cycle, uh, your menstruation cycle is your emotions and your sexuality and sensuality. So these are some three key components 
to connect to, to activate, not through understanding the concept of like, oh yeah, I have a menstruation cycle and there's these, all these uh, four phases and this happens to my hormones. So I understand now, um, or like, yeah, emotions I can analyze. I can feel, I feel this thing now because of this thing and because of that happened. So that makes a lot of sense or, um, your sexuality of, yeah, analyzing, okay, I have an orgasm. So this exact way and these kind of moves or, um, yeah, I can keep on going with this, but I hope you get the point. But instead, it's by really feeling and understanding and being in the experience of being a woman and having a cyclic nature for really connecting to all these different flavors, by really connecting to your emotions, by really allowing yourself to feel and to be in this open space where energy, where emotions, because, uh, emotions are basically energy emotion can move through you can give an expression you become a living art piece and if you activate these parts of yourself where you yeah connect to this creative force this orgasmic force where you become sparkly and alive and you start to shine and to radiate and become magnetic um it's from that space that the masculine will automatically be like i'm here for you what do you need and so in order to surrender deeper and more, really surrender means opening yourself up to receive. It's dropping into a space of softness, of openness, of vulnerability, of feeling, of expressing, of um, movement and creativity, where you get to receive, where you get to lean back, where you get to attract. And this happens through activating this this resonance inside of your body by living that by being it by being a, a living expression of it and i know this might sound a little mystical because in a way it is and i can keep on talking for another three hours to get you to understand what surrender is and to do to go through all the theories and practicals and um this is what you need to know and to understand but in the end that will only get you so far and this is where the power of embodiment kicks in um where that's the way how i teach with women i barely uh teach through just um words and through just explaining theoretical concepts i do do that a lot um because i love for you to understand certain things but the actual work the actual transition comes always from the embodiment practices that we do which is through um experiencing it with your body through actually playing itself out through actually just like living experimentally basically so that's also the best way to start practicing surrender is to actually practice to make some different choices and to see what it does and it might not always work you might notice yourself uh, suddenly complaining or dropping into a space of resentment and it's like beautiful because the more you become aware of it the more you are able to choose differently the more you become able to choose surrender to choose openness and to do your practices to create that openness more to create uh, more surrender into your body these are like their specific tools and things that you can do to activate that that energy resonance to activate that space of surrender inside of your body and that is what I do with my work and so when I'm talking about this experimental way of living I would like to finish off with an example actually of this morning so when I look at the dynamics and connection between me and Modestus I have 
very strong masculine characteristics myself as well, which again, it's not a bad thing. I work with so many women that are super smart, analytical, um, so motivated and driven and ambitious and going for what they want. That's are all like super, super powerful characteristics. So keep them and at the same time, learn to activate and uh, really connect to your feminine. So both of those parts of you can support each other and you can switch from one to the other um, whenever you need to. And with whatever, like depending on what it is that you desire and want to call out into your reality, into your life. So um, what that means is, for example, I am really good at scheduling things um, and having an overview of timings. And um, I love when things are scheduled. Now, when I look at Modestus, he has also very strong masculine attributes. But when it comes to specifically scheduling, um, it's not one of his strong suits. Um, and so when it comes to scheduling things together, I tend to very easily step into my masculine and then tend to get quite frustrated um, because I kind of want him for a moment to schedule things and to take that lead. And I want my feminine to be activated by him, for example, scheduling really on point uh, a date or a dance class so I can surrender and just fully enjoy and just know that he he got 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 us basically. Now, this morning we had scheduled in a Zook class and I asked him to teach me Zook. He's an amazing dancer, an amazing Zook teacher, and I want to learn more. And I always, Zook teaches me also, by the way, so much about surrender and becoming more receptive in my body. And actually I've learned a lot from Medesis because he has also very strong feminine that is um, so good at receiving and surrendering. So sometimes it can actually also be quite daunting for me to step into a class because it brings up and often shows very fast uh, where all the parts are where I don't surrender or relax or want to keep control. So anyways, we had scheduled in this zoo class. And so at 11 o'clock, I got up earlier. He was still sleeping. Um, I did some work and around 11, I was like, huh, it's 11 o'clock. We have this scheduled in. I was really looking forward to it and he is nowhere to be found. And so he was still sleeping. Now, initially, there was this kind of disappointment and this sense of like, oh, man, um, mm, like I, I already find it kind of scary to show up for this class. I kind of wish he was here to be like, yes, we're doing this class. We got this. We're going to be you're going to be amazing. I'm here to support you and to teach you. And so that wasn't the case. So I had this initial sense of disappointment and that what came out of that was kind of this resentment, this, this frustration and irritation and anger of like, this always happens like that. I can't trust it. Like we always schedule things and blah, blah, blah. And we'd never end up doing it. And um, so that was all happening inside of me. Now there's different ways to respond to that. And I've definitely responded differently to this in the past. Um, for example, one way was just to, to become really sad and to become annoyed and to just be upset. And but at the same time, not really communicating to that to him or doing anything with it until it then comes out a few days later as some sort of a more of a passive aggressiveness or explosion of frustration. And he's then very confused on where this came from, um, because most likely it was super unrelated to uh, to the thing that it came out on and had to do actually with something three days ago. However, in this case, I decided and I felt actually also really joyous and cheerful um, in the sense of like I'm excited to dance and I feel good with myself. I did some work, so I was feeling great in myself. So I'm like, OK, I feel I felt the disappointment and the initial kind of things that were coming up. I moved through that. I shook a little bit. I, 
I did some breathing exercises with it. And then I was like, okay, what do I want? I want this dance class and I'm excited for it. So how can I call him into his leadership? How can I get him to lead me in this moment? So what I did was activate a very like uh, attractive, um, playful side of me. And so I put on the music and I came into the bedroom with the music and he woke up and I was like, good morning, love. Like it's Zook time dancing. And he was kind of asleep and still very, very like, yeah, just, just confused on what was happening but at the same time because of my energy being so soft and loving and playful and cute he was also got up straight away out of bed and and like hugged me and danced with me right on the spot so um that was like a real life example of of me this morning on how um I could have chosen either the resentment cycle and then starting to emasculate him um in with like passive aggressive statements or um, choosing the healthy feminine expression and activating the sense of attractiveness and playfulness to invite him to lead me. Um, so I hope an example like this helps. Definitely, it doesn't always work like this. Also, the funny thing is I realized it's good to know where you're at in your cycle um, to know what strategy you can use. So there's different kinds of feminine strategies you can use. And I won't go into that on this in this podcast, but... I will go into that in the workshop I'm hosting in a week and a half uh, next week, which is called Let Him Lead, Learn to Surrender. And so in that workshop, I'll be diving into different um, different strategies, feminine strategies that you can can use, that you can activate basically different archetypes to, to activate in order to um, activate the masculine to support you and to lead you. Um, Besides that, I'll be discussing and diving into basically five core principles of surrender and also the things that you can do to activate this space of surrender more into your body. So we'll be doing some playful and short movement and body exercises that will really help you to understand, not from just a logical mind-based perspective, but from a, a body-based body -based perspective, from a feminine perspective, what it really means to surrender um what it means to be in an open and receptive space in your body so this is what i'll be ending this podcast with an invitation to join the workshop let him lead learn to surrender july 23rd um, morning time in europe you can find the link in the podcast description or in on my instagram or reach out to that always feel free as well to ask me any questions to share any comments what I would love to receive <laughs> here a little little tip um, and just pay attention to what I'm doing here what I would love to receive is a little message or a little thank you or a little love note if you've listened to this podcast if you made it all the way to the end um, I always hear I love hearing um, yeah fr from you and connecting to you so please feel free to reach out send a little heart a little thank you or maybe even some words on what inspired you or some questions that were coming up. Um, I am here and I'm open to receive. With that being said, I'm sending you so much love from Bali. And this is the end of this podcast episode. Thank you.